What's up? Welcome to another episode of Cue the Review. And, uh, oh, well, first I want to start off by saying I was able to find the Rotten Tomato scores from uh, the Tuskegee Airmen podcast from uh, like a week ago. Uh, it's 88% for the critics and 79% for audience. So most people love the movie. Great movie. If you haven't seen it yet, definitely go check it out. Uh, let's see. Second, apparently, Rotten Tomatoes hates MacBooks. Uh, when I pull it up on the Mac, the score area is empty. And, you know, that's what I use to do the research on that film. Usually I use my PC at work. Uh, I just figured since uh, it was an HBO film that maybe, you know, they didn't rank it or something. But then I used the Mac again this week for the film that I'm reviewing this episode which was a major release, and then again, it had no score. I kind of found that kind of odd, so then I went and looked it up on my phone, and sure enough, it just doesn't show the scores on the MacBook. It's weird. Well, uh, anyway, whatever. No new, no movie news this week. Uh, I guess things are slow in Hollywood, so uh, we're just going to jump right into it. Uh, this week, we got Blade Trinity. Now, I know what y'all are thinking. Out of all the Blade movies, you know, why the hell would you choose the worst one? Uh, well, for starters, it was free on uh, free for me to watch on, on HBO Max. So there's that. And then someone mentioned uh, to me that I only seem to do movies that I like. Uh, you know, and I'll tell you now, <laughs> I'm a huge fan of the character of Blade and the first two Blade movies. Not so fond of this one, so you're finally going to get one that I don't really like. Uh, the director uh, on this film, David S. Goyer, uh, who's written a lot of dope stuff, like he did Blade Two, Batman Begins, uh, The Dark Knight, but this was uh, the biggest thing he's ever directed. I think it was actually his directorial debut, uh, and it's safe to say he dropped the ball. So, you know, like... Des Bryant against the Packers on the playoffs, he dropped the fucking ball. You know, like every KC receiver in the Super Bowl a few weeks ago, uh, he dropped the fucking ball. So, now the movie stars Wesley Snipes, uh, of course, Ryan Reynolds, Jessica Timberlake, who apparently is a real bitch. And um, apparently she told Justin... He couldn't invite the other members of NSYNC to their wedding because she didn't want she didn't want it to take away from her shine or something. That's fucking wild. And he's a real pussy for I, I wish my wife would say, you, oh, your friends can't come to the wedding. That's fucking crazy. Anyway, uh, it also stars Chris Christopherson, uh, Parker Posey. And The Game, a.k.a. Hunter Hearst Helmsley, a.k.a. Triple H, uh, who I think makes his acting debut in this film. So, uh, The movie came out in 2004. Uh, this is the only Blade movie I got to see in theaters. And, you know, that's unfortunate. Because, like I said, it's the worst one. And, I mean, it's, it's decent, but, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't great. Uh, the budget for the film, $65 million. I believe it had the biggest budget out of all three of them. 
Uh, it brought in 132 million at the box office, so you know you factor in advertising uh, costs. It probably profited the studio between 30 and 50 million, uh, which is probably far less than they expected to make. So, uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it a 25 percent. Uh, audience score is 59%, and you know, that 59% has to be like hardcore Blade fans, uh, Wesley Snipes family members, um, you know, WWE fans of Triple H, something, because it shouldn't be that high. Uh, my score, I gave it a 2 out of 5, and yeah, I'm being generous. Uh, some of the action sequences were dope. Uh, there was a lot wrong with the movie. Like, Wesley looked swollen. Like he was on a Hennessy diet before filming or something. Uh, and you had Emo Dracula with the, the tight leather pants and his blouse unbuttoned down to his navel. Man had on more chains than, like, all the Migos combined. Like, what the fuck was that about? It just, he didn't even look like a vampire. Oh. Uh, and, and you had Ryan Reynolds and his comedy relief, which... Oh, don't get me wrong, I, I really like Ryan uh, and his style of acting. I just, I don't think it fit in the movie. And, I don't know, to me, the Blade movies are supposed to be, like, dark and gritty. And, you know, every other scene, every other line he had was, like, he was trying to be funny. So, it just, it didn't work for me. Oh, uh, let's see. If you haven't seen it, uh, and honestly... I don't suggest you do, but I mean, if you're going to watch the first two, you might as well watch the third. The first two, by the way, spectacular, especially the first one. Um, but yeah, the film is about Blade. Uh, he finds himself alone, surrounded by enemies after Whistler is killed. Uh, he's fighting an uphill battle with the vampire nation uh, and now even humans. Uh, he joins forces with a group of vampire hunters who call themselves the Night Stalkers. See, you see how corny that sounds? Yeah. Uh, the Vampire Nation awakens the King of Vampires, Dracula, from his slumber uh, with intentions of using his primitive blood to become daywalkers. Uh, on the other side is Blade and his team creating a virus uh, that could wipe out the vampire race once and for all. In the end, the two sides will collide and only one will come out victorious. A uh, battle between the ultimate vampire, who never knew defeat, facing off against the greatest vampire slayer. So, in theory... This movie should be awesome. And you got Blade versus Dracula. I don't see how you fucked that up. But they did. So, uh, If I could recast anyone in this movie, I'd replace uh, Dominic Purcell, the guy who played Emo Dracula, uh, with this actor named Clay's Bang. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, I've only ever seen him in one thing. He played Dracula in the Netflix miniseries. Dracula, so uh, he played the shit out of that role. All right, it's almost like the dude was born to be Dracula. Shit, he might really be Dracula. So, uh, if you haven't seen that, check it out. It's on Netflix. Uh, I think it's like three episodes. It's just a short little mini series. I think it's like an hour each episode. Uh, it's really good. Creepy as fuck. Like I said, the dude, perfect casting for Dracula like I've never seen out of all the, the vampire movies I've seen where someone plays Dracula or just a vampire period this motherfucker really nailed the character so definitely check it out
And uh, now we move on to some trivia. Trivia time! All right, so according to Patton Oswalt, uh, who was also in the movie, uh, the production was so troubled due to the studio's in interference and that uh, Wesley Snipes appeared to have had some sort of mental breakdown. Uh, they say he refused to speak to David S. Goyer and often would not come out of his trailer. He would only respond to the name Blade, and if he communicated with anyone, it would be via post-it notes. Ryan Reynolds corroborated this while promoting the film, saying that Snipes would ignore the entire cast, uh, but he once acknowledged Reynolds by saying, keep your, keep your mouth shut, you'll live longer. Uh, Jessica Biel inadvertently destroyed a camera, costing more than 300000 when she fired an arrow directly into the camera's lens. Uh, she was directed to aim for the camera, which had a plexiglass shield in front of it uh, to protect it, uh, except for a small opening in front of the lens. Uh, Bill had perfected her archery skills while training for this role uh, to such a degree that when she fired the arrow at a distance of approximately 50 feet at the camera, uh, as she was directed, it went directly through the lens and into the camera itself, destroying it. Uh, the footage of the incident is actually included in the DVD extras. I don't know why anyone would own this DVD, though. But, yeah, you probably find it on YouTube. Uh, one, of the television, one of the television commercials for this film was recalled after uh, only one day of airing because it accidentally credited Jessica Biel as Jessica Alba. And that's a mistake that I make all the time, actually. Let's see. When he was asked what it was like working with Wesley Snipes on the film, Ryan Reynolds said sincerely that I never met Wesley Snipes on this film. Not for one second. I only met Blade. Uh, Blade II director Guillermo del Toro passed on the film when Hellboy, his dream project, was greenlit. Um, I think he would have done a much better job than, than Goyer. So, I mean, Blade II was dope. And pretty much any, everything Guillermo does is pretty good. So, yeah. Uh, Wesley Snipes and Chris Christopherson, who at the time had become good friends after working on the two previous Blade installments, were reportedly unhappy with the movie and with David S. Goyer's script decisions. They felt that too many new characters were added to the universe and that Blade did not need any sidekicks besides Whistler. And they were absolutely right. Uh, in the comics, Hannibal King was a vampire. He was turned by Blade's, uh, Blade One's antagonist, Deacon Frost. So... Uh, let's see. Blade only kills 42 vampires in this movie, making this his lowest count of the series. I don't have the counts for the other two. I probably should have looked those up, but your boy was being a little lazy. Oh, let's see. Snipes reportedly caused difficulty during filming, including frequently re uh, refusing to shoot scenes, often forcing director Goyer to use stand-ins uh, stand and computer effects to add his character to scenes, at one point even refusing to open his eyes for a scene, causing the director to have to digital, digitally add eyeballs in post-production. Goyer described making the film as the most personally and professionally difficult and painful thing I've ever been through. Wesley was really wild on this set. That's... That's wild. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, now we're going to move on to the top five. Top five. All right. So for this week's top five, I'm doing top five black superhero movies. So number one, of course, no surprise, Black Panther. I mean, it's got the biggest budget. Um, you know, visually, it looks the best. Um, you know, character that, well, I mean, I guess all of them are characters you really don't get to see that much. So, yeah, but still, Black Panther is a shit. Number two, Blade, the first one. Um, and I used to think the second Blade was better than the first, but after re watching all three, uh, the first is definitely the best one. Number three, Meteor Man, classic. That's all I gotta say. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Uh, number four, Blade Two, and number five, Spawn, which I hope Jamie Foxx doesn't fuck up. But that's it. Uh, it's been another week of uh, Cue the Review, and second installment in the, oh, I'm sorry, the third, oh, maybe second. Depends on when I release it. Uh, but anyway, yeah, another installment in the uh, Black History Month series featuring all black movies. I'm actually going to drop a couple of different episodes this week. So um, I plan on doing three just this week alone, you know, because I was a little late. Uh, drop, I didn't drop one last week. Um, it got pushed back. So, yeah, two this week and then a, a special bonus episode. Anyway. Like, listen, share, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a friend. Give me a five-star rating on uh, iTunes. Also, check me out on uh, Reviewing Rebels on the uh, Mission Impossible podcast with Dom Cruise. Uh, we go over the uh, episodes of WandaVision every week. So, you know, that's pretty dope. Check that out. And, yeah, that's it. Y'all be easy.